Party. Hey, welcome, Wendy. Pull that mic close to you, would you please? I am. It's right up to my mouth. <laughs> okay. Hey, what'd you do all day today? I worked. You're retiring. I am. That uh, must be exciting. It is exciting. I have a lot of work to do before I get to leave, but. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's good. That you goes, deserve but, you deserve uh, uh, a break today, and I appreciate. Uh, there was no break today. Well, I mean, break today is in retiring. Yes. It was more of a saying. It's getting closer <laughs> and closer. Well, hey, uh, so we got distance learning starting in St. Paul. I've been mm-hmm. working on that. And uh, the school I work at, uh, thank goodness, we have a lot of good leaders there and things are, are going pretty smooth mm-hmm. as much as uh, we can. And the plan that's happening uh, is uh, I like the plan. So yeah, well, you're gonna I'm be lucky doing to be at the school yeah, on that. 100% distance learning and then they will evaluate to see how things are going. So that's great. Right. But we all know we'll probably be distance learning. Don't quote me on this. We yeah. shouldn't, I shouldn't say this forever. No, um, <laughs> it'll seem like forever. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard because the St. Paul public schools don't have good ventilation mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So there's all these other things to to. Uh, it's not like the suburbs where we got swimming pool. Well, we got a swimming pool. But you know what I mean? They don't have air conditioning. Air conditioning and, in all the rooms. Yeah. And a right. lot of uh, other places in other schools in other um, states, they're warmer and they don't have to worry about the winter so they can leave windows open so that they get some ventilation. But in here in Minnesota, when it gets so cold, you really can't do that. Even cracking the window could cause the room to be freezing. So wow, yeah, it's not so, an option. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of radio lately. Yeah, well, and, you have more than me, but uh, uh, <laughs> you'll be doing more too, seeing that you're retiring. But you know, there's stuff going on uh, in Minneapolis now. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and get a hold of, uh, see if one of the workers out there, Jace Rowe, can come on later on in the show. Yeah, uh, they have just moved one of their camps uh, for the homeless. For homeless the homeless camps, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 city or the state troopers moved them out, and, mm-hmm. they, and what I heard is that they moved back to the wall of forgotten natives on. Franklin, Franklin Avenue. Avenue in Minneapolis. It's really sad because these people really, they have nowhere to go. And uh, they stay together. I mean, they, you know, it's community and they, they're they constantly getting harassed and then they have to leave and pack up with what little they have and then go and, and find another place and then so on and so forth. So, Something really needs to be done um, about the homeless situation here in St. Paul and in Minneapolis, and people just need a place to go. So I don't know. Do, do you think that once they get all set up at the Wall of Forgotten Natives again, which which was it was called a year ago? Right. 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 Uh, and then they got kicked out of that area and then a whole bunch of fences and mm-hmm. um deterrence were put up so people couldn't go back there. Yeah. And one of the things we'll probably do too with Jace is uh, get the, the whole history and what's going on. Yeah, that'd be Because right now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of speculating on what's going on just from the live feeds I've you seen. You love them. to spec- speculate. <laughs> yeah. That's my middle name. <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy. So uh, that we should get going with the show here though. Yeah, now let's that we, go. <laughs> right. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we have uh, uh, Aaron Murphy on the line and yeah. we are so excited to have Aaron on and she's running for uh, District 64 State Senator. And where do we live, Wendy? District 64. What a coincidence. So we're happy to have Aaron Murphy on. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) We're hanging in there. It's been a long time uh, since we've talked. We're really happy that you had the capacity to uh, talk with us today. Yeah, and Aaron, the last time we did speak, I think that you were here at our house, at our home studio. So because of COVID, we have to do the telephone but we would have much rather you have uh come here and sit with us so well i would love to come and join you again when we can and to see your dogs uh, <laughs> and to be uh together um and until then i am really grateful to join you um like this so thank you for having me yeah thank you too uh there's so much to talk about um you know what's happened since we last seen uh each other. But, you know, one of the things I think what's happened uh, with COVID, 
the unrest and things like that. It's really, you know, really emphasize things like health care for all. I um, was thinking about our conversation uh, as I was uh, getting ready to join you, and a lot has changed uh, since that first visit, which seems like a real long time ago, pre-COVID. And it's hard for me to imagine uh, how there are people left in Minnesota who don't see now how vulnerable we are um, to a health care scare or a health care uh, condition uh, with a system that is so geared to making money and not geared to taking care of people. Um, and, I, you know, you and I, we've all talked about this before, the health care system isn't really built uh, for caring for everybody, and we certainly don't have a strong public health function. Uh, and both of those things have become crystal clear to me and I think to uh, many other people um, as they lost employment and thus lost their coverage. Um, as people are experiencing barriers like needing a primary care referral or having to pay a copay in order to get a test during a pandemic, uh, there are just very basic things that uh, we need to be able to prevail against this virus that were not in place and still aren't in place for people, including what you were just talking about, which is a safe place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we could talk about that a little bit more because it's happening right now in Minneapolis. Yeah, um, it, it's just, it, it's just you know, our, our heads are spinning. There's a gray cloud over us. Uh, there's an election coming up, and, um, you know, we're just trying to um, rock the vote, and we're just, you know, Going back to school, we know the federal government wants to hold us hostage about, uh, you know, uh, public education. What are your thoughts on uh, our public education? Well, our our schools are the the foundation for our future. They're so important, and I I have come to the conclusion that we have an obligation in this moment to make sure our kids are learning whether they're in a school building or not. Um, And in many cases, I think um, trying to uh, push people back into school buildings um, that aren't prepared uh, to deal with a virus that has, you know, one goal, and it is to find uh, new bodies to infect. Um, I think we sometimes are losing sight of the need to protect people's safety first, um, and preserve our ability to teach our kids and for them to learn. Um, so our schools are really important. Our educators are important. Our families and school employees are all important. Their health and safety are important. And the work that everybody does together to prepare the next generation for life in Minnesota, that can't stop. Um, but it's going to, it's going to look different this year. And I'm grateful to be living in St. Paul and think the the school districts in St. Paul and Minneapolis who made the very early decision to do distance learning and evaluate were really wise um, because I do think for those who are making the decision to try and do some hybrid, and I, I appreciate the difficulty every single decision maker has uh, in this moment. Um, I really do worry that once uh, more people are back in the school building that we're going to see more infections and then a return to distance learning eventually. Um, it just seems it just seems like it is very difficult for uh, putting you know putting that many people inside a building and forestalling uh, the spread of the infection. So I'm grateful to the leaders in St. Paul and Minneapolis for making that early decision because I think it's allowed people to prepare for distance learning a little bit more effectively. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and uh, we're lucky to live in St. Paul, and also I teach in St. Paul, and so we're really, we are blessed with those early decisions. And the other thing is, too, we get to see what's happening in in the United States and other schools, and even in Minnesota, where schools are, you know, doing a hybrid, and we kind of get to see, you know, what's happening with them. Are they testing? Are they having more cases? So um, I think... You know, being you, Robert, being home and distance learning, I'm so happy about it. It really relieved a lot of nerves that I was yeah. having. And then we get to see what, what's happening elsewhere and being able to make better decisions. 
That's right. That's right. I, well, I think we're living in... Oh, go ahead, Robert. No, that's all right. Go ahead. I, you know, we're, we're experiencing something that most of us probably haven't experienced, which is a confluence of, uh, you know, a pandemic, uh, social upheaval, an election all happening at one time. And I, uh, I do believe uh, that we have it within us to rise to this moment. Um, it's been made more difficult uh, by a president who uh, really prefers chaos over um, unity um, and chaos over um, our safety. Uh, but I, I, as we head into these last weeks of this election, which I think are going to be difficult for us, I have a lot of faith um, in the in the people of Minnesota and. If given the opportunity, we will uh, rise to this occasion and I think set us on a better course. Um, and as everything feels dark and chaotic, I, I, I really want to inject um, into that my, my deep belief in what we're capable of, my deep belief in our ability together. Um, in a time when it feels a little hopeless, I think it's important to keep shining the light on, on the good of us and what we can accomplish together. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point and positive point. Uh, Aaron, we're with Aaron Murphy, who's running for a uh, state center district four, 64. Aaron, do you have time for a, another uh, a segment with us? I'd love to, I'd love to stick with you for sure. All right. Awesome. Hey, you're listening to Pilot's Progressive Party and it's Wendy and Robert Pilot along with Aaron Murphy. We'll be right back after this short break. If you have a painting project, you should consider hiring Nick's Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. We've been awarded nationally for craftsmanship, are highly professional, responsive, and fairly priced. If you feel overwhelmed by starting a painting project, we make it easy from start to finish. We move furniture, vacuum, sweep, dust, and put your home back the way we found it. There is a difference. Our professionalism sets us apart. Visit N-I-C-K-S-L-A-V-I-K.com. That's NickSlavic.com to learn more. Hey, Kudigi to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. No matter if your kids sit at home on their laptops for online classes or go back to school, it's finally time to clean up the summer mess. And Zero Res can help. They don't just make your home look clean. Their patented powered water safely and effectively cleans and sanitizes carpets, tile, upholstery, area rugs, and more. So get back to clean with three rooms of carpet, Zero Resified, starting at just 139 bucks. Plus save 10% when you get your carpets and air ducts clean. Just mention AM950 when you call. That's 952-ZERO-RES or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Even though these are challenging times, All Energy Solar is still committed to providing you a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system through their zero-contact protocol. Solar remains a great value and long-term investment, but some of the incentive programs will be expiring soon. All Energy Solar can walk you through the entire process. They can evaluate your property by phone or webinar and can even complete preliminary design work without visiting your home. So start saving on your energy bill today and visit allenergysolar.com. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, welcome back, Wendy, and welcome back, Aaron Murphy, running for State Senator of District 64 in St. Paul. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on. And, you know, we were ending our last uh, our last segment together, and, and I think it's really, really important to uh, – 
to stay positive, uh, like you were talking about and be positive because it's been, it's been a, a great cloud over our head and we need to rem- keep an eye on the prize and, and, and be positive and, and work through this. Right, Aaron? I think it's important to keep our eye on hope and work toward it. And when I think about where we are right now, um, it's in part, uh, because people have, they lose faith in things like our politics and, and in our government. Um, a lot of people didn't vote in the last election, um, which led to the election of the current president. Um, and I think we have to work hard and keep our eye on hope in order to show people um, that we can regain uh, their faith in what we can do together and then do the hard work. So when I think about right now and being hopeful, it isn't so much about um, ignoring the dark clouds that are all around us, because I sure um, feel that when you describe that. Uh, but to put, put myself in, and to bring people with me into the work of organizing between now and the election and after the election and into the new year um, so that we have the capacity to actually move some of the agenda that will improve people's lives, right? Single-payer health care, homes mm-hmm. for all people, um, awesome public schools, um, a vaccine that's available for everybody so we can get back to the living um, in the way that we are meant to live. I, there's, there's a lot that is in front of us, and I, I hope that together we feel inspired and motivated to get after it together because we have the power to do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, speaking of uh, support, uh, c- can you give our uh, audience uh, how we can support you, to your website and Facebook page? Because um, we know elections are expensive and, uh, you know, just give... So thank you for that. Um, you can you can find me at Murphy for 64. Um, and you can Google Aaron Murphy and find our website and a Facebook page. But I, I think the most important thing that I would ask of people who are listening today is to take these next days, um, get yourself registered to vote early by mail or to vote early in person and cast your ballot as soon as you can. Uh, I know that the president is, is talking about um, messing around with ballots at the end of the election. Um, and I think our obligation in voting this year is to cast our ballots as early as we can and then to talk to our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our family about casting their ballots early as well. Um, let's get those votes in. Um, and you can track your ballot if you vote early by mail. You can track it at the Secretary of State's office. So it'll, it'll show up. It'll show that it's been counted so you know it's there. Um, so I, I'm grateful for the support if people wish to make a financial gift and we are supporting candidates all over the state and we are working on turnout not just in this district but across the fourth congressional district so that we can win a new majority and we can uh, win the white house but more importantly i would ask people to make sure that they are ready ready to vote early and that they're talking with their own networks about the importance of voting and voting early Um, because i know that not only can we um, prevail, but wouldn't it be wonderful um, together to where in a new future in January of next year? Yes, definitely. Definitely. a new. I feel a new day is coming anyways. I think there's so much change happening right now, and we just all have to really stay uh, stay you know, positive and, and don't let these fake sites and fake... Uh, messages uh come across uh we really you know for indian country we really need to get this uh 45 out of office and and we we need to stay uh totally uh all the dogs are green wow that's first dog time the dogs agreed with me but we need to stay uh uh, (laughs) we need to stay on track and and not anything you know all the stuff that's going out there with like the post office and all these bad things are trying to deter people from uh voting I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, even in my work, uh, we have an incentive. Uh, Of course, we can't uh, talk to patients about our uh, political affiliation, um, but we are asked to ask 
uh, people and people who we're talking to on the phone if they are registered to vote. And if not, we send them a link uh, on how to go about doing that. So it is a really big thing. And I think, you know, Robert's been talking about it on the radio with um, – the native, you know, rock, rock the vote and, uh, doing the symposium and, uh, many times per week. <laughs> so if everybody tells, you know, helps somebody to get registered and even if you need to bring them to get voted, uh, to vote, wear your masks and be careful and so- social distance and we, we can do this. That's right. I love that you're talking with people about getting registered to vote. That's just wonderful, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually, you know, it's funny because then they usually tell me what p- political party that they are associated with, and I can't get into the conversation. I just have to say, um, yeah, well, that's great, and and it's important to vote. So that's where I I end it. But um, you know, some people yeah. who I've known for a really long time, we can we can get into the conversation um, about forty five and talk about how we do need to vote him out. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, it's important for young people not to be discouraged and especially the first time voters to go out there and join the process. And if they need help to join the process, there's a lot of groups, including Rock the Vote Native Style, uh, that can help uh, people uh, register and then also help vote. And we have our elders and some who have never really voted before that are afraid to that. Uh, I think if we come out like we did 2018, we're, we're going to be looking pretty good. I agree with you. And isn't isn't Minnesota pretty close as far as uh, turning red? That kind of scares me a little bit when I hear the news or read things on Facebook or, um, you know, I'm hearing that it's pretty close here. Do you do you know anything about that or the what the polls are showing, Erin? So I haven't seen any recent Minnesota polling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I will only compare this to 2016 when mm-hmm. uh, there, you could feel it with the people that things were shifting and, and getting tighter. Uh, mm-hmm. The answer for us, um, and I did just see this this morning in the news, one of the reasons why 45 won is because um, not enough people voted, not enough Democrats voted, right? Mm-hmm. And and I um, I understand now that people make a choice about whether or not they're going to vote. And I honor that. Um, And I would ask that people who are thinking about not voting this year to please consider that choice um, because if more of us vote, more Mm -hmm. progressives vote, more young people vote, more Democrats vote, we have a better chance of defeating Donald Trump. And Mm -hmm. from my perspective, he is, He's just not someone I disagree with. He is he is an authoritarian who doesn't have the interests of the people mm-hmm. uh, at all in mind. And for me as a nurse, I can see that the evidence of it in the way that this administration has handled the pandemic and the fact that more than 184,000 Americans have died from an infection um, without a... a the kind of awesome effort I would expect from our federal government to prevent those deaths um, is all the proof that I need that this president is not interested in the American people. He's interested in the power of that office for himself. Mm-hmm. So we have to push him out and we have to do that with our votes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm working um, to turn those votes out um, so that Minnesota is blue um, and so that we have a new president in 2021. Exactly. We agree. I know I can't answer for Robert, but I could probably <laughs> say this because I know him pretty well, that we definitely agree with what exactly you just said about him. So, And also, too, I just want to just shoot this by you, too, is that uh, – It's really, really, really important for uh, local elections. Really, everyone needs to pay attention to local elections. This is where a lot of the grassroots decisions uh, happen. And um, so, you know, and being able to vote for somebody like you and uh, and we have like uh, Heather Keeler, who's up uh, in District 4, who's Native American. You know, and we need to get the vote out. We need to rock the vote because uh, 
locally, you guys are making a lot of decisions and the way the Senate's being run and the House is being run, or pretty much the Senate in Minnesota, it's been just gridlock and we need to really flip that. We do, and we have a real opportunity to do it. And I have had the good fortune of working with a number of people running for the first time, including Heather Keeler, who's running for the Minnesota House. And there are a number of people who are running for the Minnesota Senate, really tremendously talented uh, people running for that office who, if elected, will come into that body ready to work for the people of Minnesota. And we do need to usher out the behavior of a kind of politics that is just about leveraging the other side and not doing the work of the people of Minnesota. And I, you know, I am a, I am a believer in the kind of politics that is about us and that is for us. And when I see legislative bodies and individual legislators abusing that deep privilege to serve and represent the interests of the people and to build our future, it makes me angry. Um, and so I'm excited about the fact that there are so many talented people committed to a better future for the people of Minnesota who are running. And, man, if we can get some of them elected and win a new majority, it is going to be a new day uh, for the people of Minnesota. And I'm so hungry for that. I think we're all hungry and thirsty for that. But uh, <laughs> we really are, Erin. Um you know, with the uprise, with the murder of George Floyd and many others, um, I, f- I know I feel that, you know, we need to uh, end gun violence. And um, what are your thoughts on how to go about that? I, I, I agree with you. Um, and uh, let me uh, start by saying that the murder of George Floyd um, has been such a catalyst across the nation and across the world um, on the issue of, of gun violence, on the issue of police brutality, uh, and a catalyst, I hope, for real change. Uh, I've been long a supporter of uh, measures to reduce gun violence, whether it is background checks and red flag laws, banning assault-style weapons, um, limiting the number um uh, in a magazine of um, ammunition, um, and also making sure that we can continue to look at the issue of gun violence from a public health lens. Um, so eliminate, eliminating the prohibition at the federal level um, to consider the research around gun violence from an epidemiological perspective. Um, but I also think it's important that we consider the fact that we've allowed uh, our many law enforcement law enforcement departments to essentially militarize themselves. Um, we've given them jobs that are not really about law enforcement, right? When you see someone who is living without shelter and sleeping in the wrong place, the first call should not be to the police. That's not necessary. Or someone who's having a mental health crisis, the first place to call should not be law enforcement. That's not necessary. We've given them jobs that are not necessarily in their, in their purview. Um, and I think we should refocus that and we should invest again in the things, in, in the things that support Minnesotans, um, and, and, you know, divest and refocus the work of law enforcement, um, so that, uh, the work is really about our public safety at the very, at the very most. Um, they're not there, um, as an arm of the military. They are peace officers in our communities. They should be a part of our communities. And I think that it's impossible to look at what happened um, to Mr. George Floyd without the lens of race and racial justice and the need for Minnesota to finally tackle the racial disparities that we are experiencing in the state to recognize the role of privilege and white supremacy in that and get ourselves uh, to a a different place that is inclusive for every every person in Minnesota. Yeah, I really uh, wholeheartedly agree with you on the on the training. Uh, they need to to stay within their lane and get maybe more health. Uh, we have day, uh, house. Uh, we have Hennepin County Sheriff Dave Hutchinson on our show a lot, and and, and that was one of the first things that he uh, uh, tried to do and is doing in with Hennepin County because. Uh, they're overloaded. You don't want to bring uh, somebody that's having a bad day show up to somebody that's having a, a mental breakdown 
Uh, these things. Um, so we need to bring uh, health, health, uh, health people along with the police. And we do need the police, but we also need them to do maybe more what their job's supposed to be. And, uh, and it'll be healthier for everyone. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us, and it's always really, it's always good to talk to our uh, soon-to-be senators. So we're, we're kind of like friends now. So it's awesome. We can go hang out once the COVID's over. <laughs> I I say we are friends, and I look forward to hanging out with you. And you know, anytime, I'm happy to join you on the radio. But let's keep developing uh, our um, our friendship. I would love that. Absolutely, Aaron. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was Aaron Murphy uh, running for uh, Senate District 64 in St. Paul. Paul, Right on. So you're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and we'll be right back after this short break. Would you let animals pick your insurance? You really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Hi, I'm Alicia Luther Toms, Certified Financial Planner with RBC Wealth Management. I'm part of an all-woman financial advisor team with combined experience of over 40 years. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, we'll help you plan, and there's no better time than right now. This is Alicia Luther Toms at 612-770-4460 or alicia.luther.toms at rbc.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Better Futures Minnesota's Reuse Warehouse has big news. We have a brand new online store. Check out ReuseBFM.com. This is a great way to see what we carry in the Reuse Warehouse. Appliances, building materials, kitchen and bath fixtures, lighting, flooring, lumber, heating and cooling items. Don't miss the beautiful benches and COVID safety shields that are hand-built using reclaimed wood from our deconstruction projects. Check out ReuseBFM.com. That's ReuseBFM, as in Better Futures Minnesota, dot com. Hazel's Northeast is back and offering some of the most creatively prepared comfort food you'll find. Delicious breakfast options include the slow-cooked brisket hash, chicken fried steak, and the famed drunken banana French toast. Or for lunch and dinner, there's Swedish meatballs, wild rice gumbo, and more. Hazel's Northeast is open Wednesdays through Saturdays 8 to 8 and Sundays 9 to 2. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. Make your reservation now at hazelsne2go.com. Hey, I'm 950 Weather. I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy skies overnight with a low of 60. Those clouds clear out on Thursday with a high of 70. Crooner's Supper Club has two great options this summer for enjoying live music from a safe distance. Their lakeside drive-in concerts enjoyed from the comfort of your car and the brand new lakeside cafe with sheltered table seating. That's Crooner's off Highway 65 and Moore Lake Drive in Fridley. Reservations at croonersmn.com. Welcome back to Pilots Progressive Party. Hey, welcome, Wendy. Uh, we have somebody on the line here. We want to really see what's going on with the Wall of Forgotten Natives mm-hmm. in uh, Minneapolis. And who do I have on the line right now? This is Jenny Bjorgo and Jace Rowe. Hey, you guys, can you fill our audience in uh, what's been happening today? I've been watching some Facebook uh, live feeds, and uh, can you tell our audience what, what's been going on? Okay, so um, me and Jenny, we, are, we, we work closely with our relatives that are um, experiencing homelessness, 
And today they were asked to leave a uh, camp that they had set up and that they were living in. Um, and they were told that they had to leave today. So um, a lot of community members hopped into action and showed up with vans, with bags, with supplies, and um, asked people where they wanted to go. And a majority of people, the decision was made that um, people wanted to go back to the wall of Forgotten Natives, um, where everybody was uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, we started loading people up, and um, people were setting up tents. We had about 20 tents set up, and then the state patrol came. Um, and they did a walkthrough and were very intimidating to the campers. Obviously, there is some history there, so a lot of people scattered. And um, we, uh, Jenny was asking um, what was going on. They were saying that uh, everybody had to leave. Um, Jenny said that there is a, a order from the governor that says if there is more than 10 tents set up, it is considered an encampment and people are not do not have to leave. Also, that this is native land and that we were there to reclaim the and the COVID. Where where are people supposed to go? That was what we were saying. So um, we we were uh, locked in, not locked in. We were we were held in the area where the wall is. Um, me, Jenny, um, a couple other people that work for other agencies and community members, and we stood our ground and we told them that we were not going to leave and that we were holding the space for our relatives that are experiencing homelessness. And where else are people supposed to go? Uh, every other place, every other um, park is within a school. And so uh, there's no place for our, our people to go. And so they should be staying in South Minneapolis. And this is the area that they're used to. This is the area where they have connection um, to their family, to their relatives, and also to service providers in the area that can provide um, Native-specific services, which are proven to work the best. So... We need to keep them in this area. So this isn't a permanent solution. This is until we can get people some services, we can get them indoors because we all know it's going to be getting cold soon. Our biggest concern right now is security and just making sure it's safe for our women and for our relatives there. Um, So we're working on that. We're also working with other people and we're um, bringing a hot meal to um, our relatives. We've been handing out masks. We've been handing out um, hand sanitizers. We've been handing out water, just supplies. Um, So we're encouraging um, people, service providers to help if they can and come down and lend a hand. Um, And that's kind of where we're at right now. So can we, uh, like Wendy and I, come down there and bring stuff? And what would you need uh, uh, that uh, the public could come out and uh, support you with? What supplies? Um, a lot of them came with a lot of supplies. They have supplies. We had South Side and harm reduction come in with some um, harm reduction supplies, some sleeping bags. Everybody has tents and probably... We, we just need services. We need service providers. We need to mm-hmm. offer the people services. Yep. And, like, people bringing a bunch of stuff. Last time, that was just too much garbage, too mm-hmm. much stuff. Right. And um, it turned out to be more of a problem than anything. And, you know, we're not looking for long-term staying here because it's going to be cold. We just want to be able to provide people services and get them services, however that looks. Yep. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure that you got your word out there, and uh, I really, really uh, want to say peenie to you uh, for taking care of our relatives. It's a huge deal, and I know you guys are boots on the ground, and I just wanted to get your truth out there on the radio. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by, and also thank you so, so much for what you two are doing for our people. No, thank, thank you. you for, thank you for the support. On it. Yeah, thank you for the support. That means the most. When we get community support, that's what means the most to us. So we're out here for community, and that's why we're here. So thank you. Pini Gigi, thank you for being on. So, wow, Wendy, that was uh, Jace Rowe and Jenny. I didn't catch Jenny's last yeah, name. but it's uh, really sad that um, these poor homeless people have to keep moving around and they keep getting uprooted and having to move and they're not welcome anywhere. And I, and I kind of, I'm not sure I got what he said about the governor wrote, if there's more than 10 tents, uh, then it's um, an, encampment. an encampment and then they can stay there. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Okay. But I don't okay. know. What did you hear, Patrick? Than- uh, um, 
because yeah, that was, was more than 10 tenths. Yeah, I didn't yeah. quite catch that and too. I because... should have asked, but um, well, hopefully they will be able to get service providers to go there and to help people with whatever they need. Mostly they need a home. So even if it's temporary housing um, to get them from one point to another until they get into uh, stable housing, um, the weather's going to change quick here. We all know that. I mean, it's September second. In a month, it's going to be it's going to be cold. That's right. And again, you know, there's services out there, and I know those two work for a service. So mm-hmm. it's really important uh, not to uh, load up your truck with stuff that you want to get rid of and bring it out there. Like they said the last time, it got a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. People. Well, it's great. People wanted to bring stuff, but it just got too much. So. Well, and maybe the wrong stuff. Yeah, too. maybe the wrong stuff. Exactly. Well, I thought yeah. what was said was if it was more than ten, more than ten, they can't be there, which I think would make more oh, sense based okay. on the context of the and discussion. More, they can't be there. There's more than ten. Then it's, it's an encampment, it's and, an they encamp- can't and they there. can't be there. Okay. And I think that's I maybe more the right thing, but I think mm-hmm. he did said can be there yeah, accidentally. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll have to clear that up. <laughs> Thanks for that, Patrick. Uh, it was a little delay, but thanks, Patrick. <laughs> cool. So why don't we take a quick break here, Wendy? And we're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and we're trying to be progressive and have a party. So but we'll be right back after this short break. Auto Technical helps families in need of transportation with reconditioned vehicles. Here's Richard with Auto Technical. I tell you, my wife told me when we first started, she says, you're going to find this so rewarding. But when people come in and, oh man, give me a second. Take your time. And you just find out how important transportation is. People sometimes break down in tears and can't stop. Learn more at autotechnical.org. Hello, this is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. Many listeners know that I train on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming to diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on equity and dismantling racism. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change how they see the world. And now I'm doing all of my work online so everyone can attend regardless of where you're located. For more information, go to elliekrug.com. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Cudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. They say that you can't buy time. But what if you didn't have to rewash your dishes or a bigger refrigerator meant less grocery shopping? You'd save hours every month. Minnesota's own Warner Stellion wants to help you find more time and save you money. We have thousands of appliances in stock and ready for delivery with an exclusive 5% savings off our already unbeatable prices. Plus, open a Warner Stellion card for a $50 bonus and 18-month special financing. Shop now at warnerstellion.com. back to pilots progressive party wow another uh show wendy has flown by here it has <laughs> but uh <laughs> lots of good information right hey you know we talk a lot about uh voting we talk a lot about uh flu shots we talk a lot about the census and animals we and the census too there's uh groups out there and it's funny we got a facebook uh message uh because we're on facebook live and uh, this young lady asked us if uh, we are doing the census. Uh, we're having uh, Lieutenant Governor 
uh, Peggy Flanagan on Native Roots Radio this weekend, and she'll be talking specifically about the census. And we know the census is a huge deal, and uh, there's a lot of work happening. There's boots on the ground. There's people now getting paid to go house to house to to wrangle that up. And I think one of the important things about uh, our shows is that we have the message to please do that. Mm-hmm. So people listening all over Turtle Island can uh, rest assured that uh, it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. about another candidate we don't want to lose. It's about gerrymandering. It's about all these things that uh, here on Pilots Progressive Party we're against. Exactly. Hey, you know, one of the things, too, uh, one of our favorite artists and TV stars on uh, the line right now, yeah. that's, that's Gary. Gary from Minneapolis. Welcome to Pilot's Progressive Party, Gary. Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. I haven't talked to you in a while. Good to hear from, uh, hear you. Uh, you too, Wendy. But I was going to say, you know, the Democrats should make a big issue about the Republicans and Trump destroying the post office. There's a lot of rural areas where there's a lot of conservatives. They want their mail, too, you know, the mail medications and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's really important for people to be able to get their medications in the mail. And me being a pharmacist, we have a, a pharmacy that will mail patients prescriptions. And lately that when I talk to them, they say, you know what, I think I'm going to come and pick it up because I'm not trusting the mail right now. And it really could be devastating to people's health if they don't get their medications on time or if they miss a lot of doses. Um, it could be really detrimental. So, yeah, the post office needs to be stay where, stay put and be able to do what the post office is supposed to do. Yeah, am I still on here? Uh, yes, you are. You are on. You are live. I, I just wanted to bring something else up, Wendy and Robert. Uh, you know, the state legislature, in 2010, the Republicans had a massive takeover of the state Senate and the state uh, House. And that's how they do gerrymandering and voter uh, uh, suppression and stuff. So I, found, I got some good news. There's progressive organizations. One of them is Emily's List, but there's others pouring tons of money to fight this dark coke money and to elect a lot of young ladies. Uh, there's a lot of black women ready. They're getting activated. They're going to challenge in former Republican districts. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the update. And, Gary, uh, great job on TV. We haven't talked to you since you've been on TV. You're kind of a TV star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm also having the art gallery sell, too, downtown uh, this this month. So, wow. anyways... Wow, we got to know more about that. Uh, maybe uh, soon you'll you're you're getting all this cred. We're going to have you just as one of our guests. Well, that might be a good idea. One thing I'd like to talk about from one is mental health because that's been a big issue in my life. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, can help people, you know, but it's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, we really always appreciate you listening and also calling in. It always uh, makes our day, Gary. And we still have our, I don't know if you can see, but we have the art that you gave us hanging up and uh, in the studio. So we really appreciate you and keep on keeping and keep on trucking, Gary. Yeah, I think the world of you guys, too. Keep up the good work. Peeny Gigi, thank you. Wow, Gary from Minneapolis, we we just love hearing yeah, from him. Yeah, he's awesome. He Gary. brightens our he day. He really does. He's got a lot of good insight and thinks, uh, you know, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah definitely. He's, awesome. he's been around and he, and he he comes around with a uh, really a lot of good common sense mm-hmm. too. So absolutely, you know, it was great having Erin on. Yeah, Erin was awesome, and um, she's going to do a lot of good work in the Senate and get a lot of good stuff changed. And uh, she's a like-minded person. You know, so. Yeah. Yep. And then we had that quick check in with uh, Jace and uh, yeah. and uh, uh, Jenny. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they'll be able to help the homeless people over there at the Wall of Forgotten Natives. That's the name that it was called. A yeah. couple I th- thought it was last year, but it might have been two years now. I don't. Oh, know. He said two. I thought I it was thought last so year too. too. Yeah. Time goes know. so fast. So this <laughs> COVID, you watch know, it never, be ten years. You ago. never know what's gonna. Happen. What's going on? But hopefully uh, a lot of people will be able to get services there. So what are your plans, Wendy, uh, for retirement? Well, I'm going to uh, sleep probably for a week, <laughs> sleep for a week. And then, um, you know, it was funny. We, we went out to meet people the other day, right? And uh, we were social distancing on their their patio 
or their deck uh, porch in the front of the porch outside. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, we're Robert and I are really careful. We don't really go anywhere. We stay in the house. So, I mean, like there's some days I won't shower, but there's Ugh. a day I'll take a shower, but I'll put my hair in this weird bun and I won't wear makeup. <laughs> but some days I'll put makeup on, but I'll still have the weird bun on and I will wear raggy clothes. If you see me on Facebook, I have pretty raggy clothes on. Um, but we went out for the first time to meet these, uh, people. We had a kind of a little meeting with them and we sat outside with our masks on, but I, you know, I did the whole works. I showered, I did my hair, I put my makeup on and I got, and I got dressed and you, you looked at me and you were like, wow, you look really good (laughs) because it's the first time since like the middle of March that I looked like a, you know, regular human. So I don't know what other people are doing out there, but, um, I kind of just, um, you know, go with whatever happens here. (laughs) (laughs) That was easy for you to say. Hey, one thing I want to do is thank everyone that's been uh, supporting us through our Patreon and Native Ritz Radio Network. And also speaking of which, we have Native Ritz Radio. uh, I'm awake on Saturdays, one to three, rock the vote native style, Mm -hmm. uh, two o'clock on AM 950 on Tuesdays. Pilots Progressive Party, of course, is what you're listening to here. And then we're doing the Native Symposium. And last night was a really heavy show, and that's rebroadcast commercial-free at 6 o'clock on Sundays. And that was about uh, adoption. Yeah, yeah. ICWA, the ICWA law that's being destroyed all over Turtle Island. Can you Island. tell me what ICWA stands for again? Uh, Indian Welfare Act. Okay. Indian Children's sure. Welfare Act. Okay. Um, so that happened in 1978, and it yeah. was like the preference of adopting um, a Native child into a Native family yeah, first. right. You know, and mm-hmm. that's been a really um, – and we had Tara Hauska on, and she mm-hmm. that's what started her activism was wow. that she's a lawyer. We, we forget that because yeah. she's does so much around Turtle Island, but mm-hmm. uh, she was a – a lawyer, and she was doing an internship uh, at ICWA in Minneapolis, where uh, ICWA started, and she couldn't believe it, and it was during uh, um, that really famous case, and and it really started, you know, what, four years ago, Mm -hmm. 2015-16 is when they had that famous case, and uh, that was all over Dr. Phil and everything. child went into a white White family, family. yeah. And there was no rights for the Native Mm -hmm. father, and Mm -hmm. you couldn't get him back in. It was just terrible, and uh, just how much the press and everything really run it. And so, again, we really thank AM950 for supporting us and Mm -hmm. letting us speak our truth and get our our friends' truth and our our, uh, people that we support's truth out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we couldn't do any of this without them. And we always want to give a big shout out to Patrick for being the producer every Wednesday. Keeps things straight. Yeah. You've been listening to Pilot's Progressive Party. We're out. I'm